0: Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hey, and welcome to uh, this month's edition of the See the World Differently podcast. Um, I'm Rebecca Taylor, your host, and today I actually got to interview a very old dear friend of mine, um, Yana Jacina. She is... um, Somebody who I met on a press tour in Croatia, we talked about a little bit, probably about 10 years ago, um, and we just had such a good time together, and she was an amazing tour guide and became an even better friend, and we've stayed in touch um, through the years uh, I was living in London she was in Croatia now she's in Spain and I'm in Canada <laughs> uh, but that's what's great about the world now you can stay connected so Yana um, is actually a purser on board um, a super yacht over 300 feet uh 90 90 meters give or take and uh, as I said she's currently based in the Mediterranean and she was able to join us um, from her place in Barcelona so you know As awful as everything with COVID has been, and coronavirus has obviously grounded a lot of our industry and everyone else's, um, it's allowed downtime to really connect with a lot of people that would normally be traveling all around and, and, you know, hard to fit these <laughs> interviews in. So I'm so thankful to Jana for joining us. This was a great walk down memory lane, um, for me. <laughs> so not much work, more of a catch up with an old friend. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. As I said, she's a great resource for traveling Croatia, which is a very hot destination right now. It's, it's reopened to tourists and obviously just a real gem to go if you're planning on a yacht charter anytime soon. Not to say that the land isn't uh, just as beautiful to stay on than as a boat, but obviously we're a bit biased. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, If you don't already, we encourage you to go um, and subscribe. It takes two seconds on iTunes and Google Play. Um, Hit that button. If you want, leave us a review, even just uh, rate us, and that's good for us too, just to know that you're listening and that you appreciate uh, hearing from all these uh, yachties and travel industry peeps all over the world. So thank you for tuning in again. And without further ado, here's Yana. All right. So today I'm really excited because I'm here with a very old friend of mine. Uh, we've known each other. Actually, we were just chatting before this, and I don't even know if we've mentioned how long we've known each other. It's, not, it's been like 10 years. Um, it's Yana here 10 with years. us. It's. Hello, everyone. Good
1: day. It's, <laughs> it's going to be about 10 years,
0: I Yeah, believe, year. yeah. yeah. So I'll let Yana uh, introduce herself a little bit. But um, we actually met... I went on a press tour in uh, Sibenik in Croatia. Wasn't that it? And you were kind of, you were working for the shipyard, but you ended up becoming like my favorite tour guide in any country I've ever been to. And that wasn't even your job. It was just amazing how well you knew the country and you gave such good tips on everything. And we've been friends ever since. So, uh, yeah, where are you now? You started there and, and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Thanks, Rebecca. So, um, well, you, you said like how it all began. Uh, I was born and raised in Zagreb, Croatia, but my family origins are actually from Primostan Croatia, where I spent most of my summers. And uh, during my childhood, my uh, grandparents, they were running sort of, let's say, bread and breakfast, and that was where really my connection with the tourism uh, started. It's funny to say, but uh, later on in life, I saw how well-connected uh, things were and how one thing uh, led to another. So uh, as I spent like my earliest childhood at the sea, that's when the fascination with the uh, sea started, the fascination with its greatness, beauty, and freedom of what it gives you but also about um, imagining and wonders of another world and people behind the horizon, okay? So there is one one little uh, scene which I remember of myself when I was about like five or six years old, coming back from the beach one day and telling to my mom how I spent an Time. Like she asked, okay, what have you been doing? And I said, oh, you know, I met such a great people, but where did you meet her? On their boat? What do you mean on their boat? <laughs> yeah, you know, myself and my little girlfriends, we've been just swimming in a bay and uh, we just climbed up to some sailboat and met such a great people. But which people, Jana? I, I, well, they were foreigners, I had no clue what <laughs> they were talking about, but we had such a great time. They gave us, I don't know, some sweets and yogurts, and we sang for them. My mom she was horrified like she, yeah. she nearly started to cry and uh, told me like you can ne- you can pr- you need to promise me you will never ever step on the boat with the unknown people again like sh- trying to explain yeah. what could have happened and I was just thinking in that time, oh, my mother, she must be stupid. Like <laughs> She doesn't. And I don't think that I made that promise to her, you know. That yeah. I Have yeah, you told but, her that
0: since you started working on yachts now? It's like, oh, mom, I'm on this boat with <laughs> this person. I don't uh, know. Actually, we'll no, I'm waiting
1: for a special occasion. Maybe next time I see her. But yeah. yeah, just recently I remember that. Yeah, so basically after I graduated, I decided to move at the seaside for good. And um, uh, I ended up working for over a decade for, the fastest-growing nautical center in Croatia back then. That's the place where we actually met. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, besides privatizing the previously state-owned refit shipyard and running the existing fleet of 60 charter boats, Uh, I'm particularly proud of being part of the development project uh, of the very first Croatian marina for large yachts, uh, Marina Mandalina in Sibenik. And um, also uh, participated as the counselor of uh, Sibenik City Tourism Board, in several destination management projects at that time. And as a result, we do have uh, the fact that um, Shibenik is nowadays recognized as the unique new destination, uh, which has its place on nearly every itinerary uh, right now. And the reason why I really um, felt like it's our duty, uh, when we do have uh, guests in Shibenik, like you were our guest back then, to show you... uh, a bit more of what you can find in books because it's the unique one-of-a-time chance. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't have this first impression, uh, great, there is a little tiny chance that you may visit again, right? Right. But uh, th- that's why I really did it uh, with with all my heart. And um, that's why I told you the story about um, my childhood and uh, grandparents. Because I believe what we um, what we embrace and learn as we are children, we're going to carry it easily with ourselves in a life without really having a feeling of doing the job. If you know what I mean? Yes, yeah.
0: And I think... Um... you know especially the reason why we were sort of chatting about recording this too is like you just said you know everyone is now starting to realize how beautiful Croatia is especially in yachting and it's getting so popular and um, I really like that I had that experience with you because I had gone before you know when you're young and you're backpacking around and you do the island hopping and things like that but I wasn't getting much history I wasn't learning much about Mm -hmm. the region or anything so um, I've often told people like that was one of my best memories of visiting there, you know, and I've been since too, but it was just so nice because you're getting real life experience like you say. It's like when you visit somewhere and, you know, you want to stay with friends that know the area. You're not going to like the tourism spots that, you know, maybe they're a rip off or it's not the authentic food or whatever it might be. So, um yeah, I really appreciated that. And now, you know, you so after leaving there you decided you wanted to work on board and um
1: after the 10 years working for the shipyard, correct? So you, then you went and did your training uh exactly i mean there was a very intense and great period uh, of nearly 10 years in shibani but i felt like something was missing because i had this secret wish within myself that i wanted to work at sea but it was only five roughly speaking five years ago when i decided okay i do want to work on board and i'm gonna do my very best and um I really owe life for a lifetime to several captains and industry professionals uh, who encouraged me uh, to uh, do all the uh, necessary steps and who recommended me and enabled me at the end to got my first job on yacht.
0: Yeah, and now look at you—you you just uh, nominated for an A Crew
1: Award for purser, so that's amazing! <laughs> clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, it was really such a surprise. Uh, you know, actually, I'll, I'll say now for the podcast, uh, a year ago, I recommended my uh, captain at that time, Captain train Turlburn, and he probably didn't still know who recommended him. Okay. I mean, I nominated him. Okay, and he ended up to be as a second uh, uh, second best, which was still the great result. I mean, it's, it's uh, a crew. It's a growing, great uh, platform of the industry professionals they're doing the right things, they're connected people, and also enhancing some of the uh, uh, key uh, moments. Uh, what I think about, it's not only about networking, but um, always aiming to more in what we are doing. It's not only about the competitiveness, but in uh, also... Um, let's say, uh, being conscious of how great it is what we are doing, and uh, especially in a challenging time, like it was uh, recently to remember ourselves how still great it is that we are at the place where we are at the yeah. moment.
0: Yeah, that, um, I was actually curious because, you know, obviously we hear from a lot of crew doing the podcast and just being in, in yachting in general, and how have you been finding that time, like passing it during... Covid, obviously, you know when it first hit, you probably weren't open for the season over there. You're currently in Spain, so did you find it weird now that like you're not going into charter season, or how have you been managing your time during this coronavirus and kind yeah. of
1: forced break? Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was different, yeah, <laughs> big time different. the The most challenging thing was, I would say, maybe this uncertainty for how much it's going to affect everyone, for how long it's going to last and what will happen. But um, I was first here in Barcelona for the isolation and before joining my, my boat and then I spent uh, over two months uh, with my crew on board. Actually, I'm so and very proud of my crew members there if you think that they are just uh, very young energetic people a lot, a lot of them having such an active lifestyle and everything being stuck in one place without a shore leave or anything for over two months it's just amazing how well they they handled it all and yeah. actually we were like with no drama we were just encouraging each other to have uh, as good quality life as uh, we could so our engineers were mostly involved to organize a quiz once a week on Sunday we oh. would be exercising together on the, um, uh, in the morning or evening sometimes or watching the movies on the open deck and uh, r- or painting doing different things but really really um, I feel that only after now we, we connected as people uh much more and the, that we do care about each other much more which is amazing yeah that's it's something great. it's some, something really great what uh, makes me feel even more uh, attached to this uh, boat yeah
0: oh that's so nice because too I, I think people who don't know a lot about you know how crew actually work on board and what their life actually is day in day out it is so busy so you probably never really have time to sit down and connect you know you're collapsing into bed After a long day, you're falling asleep, you're waking up early. So I'm sure this time has actually allowed you, like you say, to get to know everyone uh, on a different level.
1: Yeah, and then at the end of the day, we do see that... uh we, we face the similar challenges and we are different people from very different backgrounds, uh, different age and streaming in life, but whatsoever. But the thing is, um, sometimes your co-worker uh, with whom you live and spend 24-7 will understand you much better than a very good old friend of yours or family member who is just so far away and just waiting when you're hell gonna stop this yachting, whatever you're doing <laughs> and come home and settle, you know? But, yeah, I'm that's, guessing that's, that's what arch- your parents are saying. <laughs> oh, they, they just, just, uh, just got used to it by now. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, um, and then uh, we just became more human to each other, not only the good colleagues or good, uh, you know, co-workers. And that was a good part of it.
0: Yeah, that's say, really you know. nice. And when you are in full swing working, um, what is it like? You know, give us a little taste of life on board as a purser with crew when you're operating... 24-7 like do you have any tips of how to stay kind of grounded because you are away from everyone and you know your home base like now you're saying you're staying in barcelona so when you are away how do you kind of prepare for that mentally and stay fresh and upbeat all the time because that's a lot of the job too you know is you're kind of always
1: on aren't you This is a very important question, actually, (laughs) because beside all the skills, beside um, uh, as much as we can be prepared for it, uh, there is the mental strength, which Mm -hmm. we don't know how strong or weak we are uh, until we face certain situations. And... um, Well, I remember a few things that I was told by uh, more senior colleagues at that time in my very, very beginning, which said, for example, like, do every day one little thing that makes you happy. It can be something silly because for when you're operating full time, and of course it depends on uh, which type of boat it is, how busy it is, if it's charter or private with uh, on board living uh, um, owners and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, you end up having a very little time uh, for yourself. Like, let's say this time of rest, which most of you are either sleeping or uh, trying to do what you don't have uh, time to do uh, most of the time. So and. Um, doing the thing for yourself can you, you cannot go out there is no sure leave uh you just need to uh, stop thinking about the uh, negative part of it mm-hmm. it's that doesn't make any use of thinking for example oh why i cannot do this or getting into the politics so i would say just stressing on all the uh, good things uh, and having, um, instead of just complaining or wasting the energy on arguing, just focus on all the benefits of the life on board. And but I think it's important for each of us individually to keep the vision of uh, our own long term goal in front of our mind all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, just just try to do little things like I don't know having the favorite song that you listen or doing a little workout in the morning, or maybe longer shower in the evening. Some something a little which just reminds us okay but every day this is my time now I switched off it's only 10, 10 minutes or 15 but it doesn't really matter and uh, although sometimes let's say that we are very tired in the evening and before going to bed it's nice to chat or uh, do something but the good sleep makes such change and if there are like afternoon breaks I would say to everyone yes use that opportunity and just switch off to you for these power naps this is really it's called power nap for a reason
0: (laughs) yeah I like that actually for anyone you know in their day in day out and I heard that from another um crew member they were saying you know especially if you're on a charter boat with long shifts their colleague would you know if it was 1am or midnight whatever time they'd brew a cup of tea and take it Mm -hmm. to bed. And they would drink that before bed. And for them, it was like the ritual of like, this is my time. This is how I'm winding down. And I love that. And what you're saying is the exact same, you know, and we all have those stressful days, especially these last few months have been incredibly stressful. So if there's anything you can do that it, it gives you a little bit of control over your own day too. I find, you know, like this is my private moment and however you want to spend it. I love that advice.
1: Yeah. But uh, I would say that there are two important things also to keep the balance. One thing is the private moments, which must be mm-hmm. uh, of each person which has with uh, our own self, okay? And let's say maybe with our friends and family, just try to stay connected somehow. But another thing is also trying to connect with the team. Because if you do manage, and this is something that can be done, really, it doesn't matter how different we are, we're mm-hmm. all working together to provide a great result together, which is there is some, some sort of passion which connects us all, and that's why we, we did make a choice to uh, do what we are doing. So if we manage to, um, to build this kind of spirit among the crew members, then it feels like um, running at the Olympics all together, you know, as, yeah. as being on a, on the same, it's really f- had this, um, brings you this feeling and this, uh, um, j- just a sensation of, uh, achievement of the common thing that, that we are doing. And that's so help- helpful. Then yes. you, you don't feel alone and you can really, um, enjoy to, to share this like, uh, little accomplishments together. I believe that's very important. Yeah.
0: That teamwork, not to lose that. That sounds great. And that's, a large part, you know, as the purser, too, you're kind of helping to facilitate a lot of that, you know, if you're running the organization of the boat and everything else. So I think it's great that you have that mentality that other like it's trickling down to all other people that work on the boat, too. You know, we're all in it together and it's we're all part of this team. It's a common goal. Uh, yeah, I love that. I want to work for you. I would be totally fine working for you. I would love
1: working for you. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, we need to be uh, careful with we wish. <laughs> because you know how it happens with wishes. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. Somehow we'll end up together in a very random corner of the world. But um, while we were chatting about Croatia too, I wanted to ask you because, um, you know, I'd say in the last year or two, we've definitely been getting a lot more inquiries for chartering in Croatia. And, I'm one of the first ones to recommend it as well. You know, I like how it's still relatively calm compared to the rest of the Mediterranean. And, you know, there's so many islands and the people are so incredible. So to people who are looking to, to charter there, um, especially now that it's like reopening to tourism, can you recommend any places that people should take a visit to? It doesn't necessarily have to be by boat, but uh, they would love an inside scoop, I'm sure. And I'm sure you have plenty. So <laughs> any of your top picks would be fine.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, first of all, now speaking in the uh, most recent events, we were really uh, so lucky in Croatia uh, to be, I mean, we were fortunate enough to have the team of the experienced professionals uh, who were in charge to create the measures uh, in Croatia, anti, anti-COVID measures. Mm. So the country itself had less than uh, 2,000 infected in total mm-hmm, and less yeah. than 100 deaths directly related to the virus, which is close to Greece, I think. Uh, some of the, how can I say, it's not nice to say The best results, but still knowing what the threat and what the impact of all the crisis uh, did on the rest of the world, it's just like such a such a great so minimal uh, luck, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, obviously, a lot of people are just still considering: well, will they travel this year or not? But if they are traveling, they are of course considering these these facts. And um, speaking generally about our country, I mean, it's uh, although it's relatively small country with a population of. Uh, nearly four and a half million people it has a it offers uh, a wide diversity of the either uh, culture um, amenities um, different landscapes so we do have mountains and the sea and river and lakes and this country is very well connected with the um, rest uh, rest of the europe and the world we have uh, let's say at least um, four uh, international airports which uh, coastal airports beside the Zagreb one, which had direct flights with most of the European countries, and um, also there are um, uh, over 1,000 islands of which 150 are inhabited. So uh, they are also very well connected with uh, uh, ferry lines with the mainland. So even uh, when not uh, chartering uh, the boat, one can easily come to visit and even uh, make seven or ten days uh, itinerary. it's really hard to say which which spots would be the most popular one, but let's say recently <laughs> uh, because we are very much part of the pop culture, all of us admit it or not, mm-hmm. uh, the Game of Thrones made uh, Croatia even more popular, but yes. I've been reading an article this morning that there is an agency in England organizing the Game of Thrones cruises, which is crazy, oh starting from Split and ending in Dubrovnik, and literally visiting all the spots where the Game of Thrones were uh, filmed. Yeah, wow, which is I did not realize that. Okay. Yes, yes, town of Sibenik, then the Diocletian uh, the Palace in Split, then also Klis uh, um, yeah. Hill nearby Split and other other uh, spots. Uh, yeah. the one in Dubrovnik, of course, yeah. Oh, wow, how funny.
0: Yeah, times have changed <laughs> when you're going to go <laughs> and do certain tours. And I know... Um, Something else that's really interesting because uh, I actually went again to Croatia for a press tour, but I did Croatia and Montenegro. So I know a lot of people are doing this whole, you know, discovering these two kind of, I won't say hidden gems because obviously being from there, it wasn't quite hidden, but uh, people who are just discovering these areas anew, you know, and like you say, it's such different scenery and you have the culture and the you know, the, the mountains and the beaches and it's, and it's all packed into such a small area, so you actually can cover quite a bit of ground and, or be like me and go, you know, I think I've been four or five times and I can't wait to go again.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, but we are still very much blessed in Croatia, uh, not only with a very clean sea and beautiful natural beaches, but uh, also with the safety. For yes. example, uh, still, you will see a very, very young children, small children playing in the park or on the coastal uh, villages or towns without their parents' custody at all okay. times, which is very rare, rare in uh, most of the places in Europe. So yeah. somehow, I mean, I, this is still kind of a mystery to me. How come it's still going like that? But like, <laughs> God bless that it stays. Yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the reason why uh, a lot of celebrities actually choose Croatia when we started the octing back uh, uh, 15 years ago oh, because they didn't McCarthy, have yeah they didn't have such a uh, you know, craziness of paparazzi yes. or uh, too much attention around it. Some, somehow people mind, they, they are a little bit interesting, but they are too proud to show it. Maybe okay. So they, they just <laughs> okay. mind their own business to say, okay, Valentina is here um, and Princess of Monaco or something. Yeah, yeah. Very good. yeah. Okay, it. wow. Well, that's great to know too,
0: that people who just want to get on with it and be very private. And yeah, I think um, that's funny, especially that you say kids can still hang out and your mom was like, how dare you go onto some strange person's boat? You know, <laughs> yeah. you were out wandering you can on your go, own. but
1: don't climb the boat <laughs> with unknown people. Yeah, so I true. needed to pretend everyone was my friend. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's just times have changed. That's showing our age too, I think, Yana. It's like, when we were kids, it's very different too, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah. yes. And how about, because yeah. um, so, you've switched boats. So the boat you're on before did quite a lot of travel. Do you have any other like, destinations i know you've kind of fallen in love with spain now do you have any other places you could recommend people to go that you love to visit and not necessarily again by yacht just a favorite corner of the globe that you like to escape to or plan to when we can
1: all travel freely again yeah uh well the the world uh, is amazing travel something which nothing else can replace this kind of feeling but i would say if i need to name one country i would say japan Mm. It was such an amazing experience. Um, I was lucky to spend over four months there uh, and uh, amazing in any sense. It's another world, another culture, but I still believe such, uh, sorry, I still uh, just carry within me that feeling that I had uh, visiting the smaller coastal towns, this genuine people's approach, uh, such a piece. The thing is, what I learned uh, while being in Japan, because we had two onboard agent, uh, agents at all times, um, they just told us a little bit more about our culture and beliefs, religious, Shinto religion, which is um, even more present than a Buddhism, which says like things like... Um, Every word has the soul. every stone has a soul. everything, what we think and do has a soul and it has a meaning. So that's why they are so so much slow down in a way and mm-hmm. very, very careful of what they represent, what they live and uh, something I really like it I love I'd that like go yeah. There again yeah. yeah
0: and especially spending that much time. You know, it wasn't a two week trip in and out, so you could really spend some time getting to know the area and the people and the culture. Yeah.
1: Yes, and the food is amazing. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> hurt either. To do with this. Uh, I think in the rest of the world, the sushi is something which is considered Japanese food, but I think that I eat everything but sushi. Really, oh, really? Okay, well, that's amazing. good. <laughs> amazing, yeah, especially okay. whoever loves uh, raw food and uh, fish. and Yeah, Yeah.
0: Amazing. okay, well, it, it's been on my list, and actually, you're not one of the first, um, even Yaku to mention that, so I think sometimes it's too... Especially if you are based in a place like Europe, it's so different from what you know, um, which some people maybe don't like. But I think a lot of people love that. You know, the world is so small now. You really do have to go a bit further to get something totally different. You know, culture seeps into every other place, especially North American culture and you know the Western culture. So to be able to go to a corner of the world that is still uniquely its own, I
1: think is is rare and makes it that much more special. Um, Yes, and only when we are so close uh, in that environment, we can really... Feel what they are about because uh, I was just amazed to see how, for example, um, th- there is no show off in Japan. At least the, the towns that we've been and uh, people actually live more modesty that, that modestly that you would imagine. You would think, okay, it's such an advanced country and stuff like this. Yeah. But um, I, I, I like it. Yeah. I like there is something something still very very genuine and nice and calm in, in their culture.
0: Okay. Added it to my list again. And uh, (laughs) I know uh, before we started recording, we were chatting sort of about, you know, life plans and things like that. But if you, and maybe you don't have the answer right now, but if you weren't a purser right now, and it doesn't have to be what you plan to do after this, did you ever think you would do something else? You know, like you said, tourism was kind of built into you from your grandparents was, would it always be something in travel? Or did you always think you'd do something totally different?
1: Well, I don't know, I'm still too young to retire. <laughs> <laughs> well, You can have um, multiple different
0: lives the, from here to the, the retirement,
1: yeah. But that, that's, the, that's the thing. I mean, um, I do have um, many, many different interests. Uh, but somehow after making this first corporate career now, career on board, I do see myself um, being engaged after this whole yachting. Doesn't matter how long it's gonna last, but I see much, uh, see myself much more involved in the giving something back to the community. Either it's gonna be uh, involved with, um, I don't know, running some children colony maybe to inspiring them of doing art, exploring some other interests they might have like painting, dancing, um, or or just uh, trying to live uh, more meaningful. Um, life in terms of connected with the community and uh, taking care of uh, nature, finding a new, new sources, which are not, not so common. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's fantastic too. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, you see these super yachts on, you know, anchored out or whatever it might be. And it, it a lot of it obviously oozes wealth, right? You know, they're worth a lot of money to be able to buy it. And it. so I think, some people assume crew members get swept up in that and it can definitely happen. You know, you start to think of your life as that's also your, um, source of wealth, you know, so you're living this kind of fast paced life and maybe it's kind of materialistic, but you've kind of gone the complete opposite way of, I want to give back, work with kids, maybe, you know, and especially the conservation and stuff like you're saying, you know, especially I see that a lot with crew, you know, the ocean is our playground and, you, you feel the need to protect it and to have that green space around. So I think that's cool. Yeah. I think you could do any number of those things. I'm excited to see where it does take you. <laughs> maybe Thanks, you'll be yeah. where I am and I'll be where you are. Who knows? We'll maybe, <laughs> maybe.
1: Yeah, the, the life is amazing, really. But the thing, one thing about COVID, speaking with a lot of friends from all over the world, it's like yeah. what people see as a gift from all this, um, what happened, uh, that we all stopped for a while. Yeah. And without knowing the answers, we just uh, found the answers within ourselves, what really matters. And that was, again, the, the people and time that we do have. So. Uh, i think that people well, well a lot of people are speculating that yes a lot of things will change because mm-hmm. of covid at least for next a year or two uh, unfortunately the economical uh, impact i mean it is, it's terrible we're going to count uh, for yeah. for decades nearly uh, what what it did to to all the world but from another side i I really do hope and uh, feel that people will uh, take their actions more carefully, will uh, dedicate their time to more meaningful things and uh, take care of each other and of, uh, of a planet. But in uh, in practice, not only, you know, by clicking Talking on the internet. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: No, yeah. I think it's very true. And I think that's what a lot of people are trying to say now you know we have a little bit of a renewed view of it all that we've kind of been in it for so long now when it first happened obviously there's a lot of panic and uncertainty like you say and now we can kind of as we start to come out the other side of it see you know there's maybe there's some good in here too and seeing how things will change and how we treat each other and like you say the planet I think will will definitely change so It'll be interesting to see and, you know, maybe we'll check in with you again in a few months or a year and see what's happening on your side and how yachting has changed. That would be kind of cool hope
1: so yeah, yeah let's keep in touch yeah, yeah i really hope the for the season to be better than the some of the uh, forecasts may say at the moment because i do expect uh, that there will be a lot of uh, last minute bookings
0: yeah everyone's just pent up right yeah. they want to get out yes. and do something yeah like all of us
1: <laughs> exactly exactly yeah they will wait for a bit and then i say okay
0: let's do it. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's been so nice to catch up with you. Yana. I really I appreciate your time and staying up. I know you've extended your day a little bit for me. So I really thank you.
1: Thank you very much for everything, Rebecca. I really hope to stay in touch and then we can do that. One, yes. At least once again. <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to see the world differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming.